Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. In checking elsewhere around North Dakota, perch remain popular on Devil's Lake. Work deep water around the Minnewakan Flats or over on East Bay. However, track vehicles are still the best way to get around on the lake, especially East Bay, to locate perch schools and try moving into deeper water. There is some walleye success on Devil's Lake as well, but perch are drawing the most attention. Lake Ashtabula remains popular for panfish, but walleye and pike are still on the quiet side. That should change for pike, though, as it gets closer to spring-like weather and their preparation for the spawn. Out west, some anglers are testing the Missouri River tail race. Weather permitting, from both boat and shore, they're finding a few walleye. The east end of Lake Sakakui is still hit and miss for walleye, but pike anglers are finding a few fish in Stanky and Government Bays. The midsection's also slow, with a few walleye at best finding their way onto a jig and minnow. The thing about Lake Sakakawea is with its annual winter drawdown, you want to watch those slumping shorelines. Lake Audubon is equally hit and miss for walleye. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. The Minnesota DNR Commissioner Sarah Stroman to Gone Outdoors and uh, even more proud and excited to welcome her to the Fargo-Moorhead Walleyes Unlimited meeting as our guest speaker later on in the week here uh, as they host their February members meeting. Commissioner Stroman, welcome back to Gone Outdoors. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. It's always a pleasure to join you guys. We so appreciate your willingness to to be accessible, to to share updates with us. That's just something you can't put a price tag on. And, you know, speaking of something else we can't put a price tag on, you're coming to visit us. This will be this coming Thursday, February 16th, 7 p.m., Fargo-Moorhead Walleyes Unlimited February meeting. It's free. It's open to the public. And we are looking forward to having a big crowd there for you as you come to visit. Maybe a good place to start is just a, a little bit about what you, without giving away too much of, of what you'll be talking about, just give us a, a high-level approach of what you might have to share for some of our members here of the Walleye Club. 
Yeah, well, first of all, let me say how excited uh, I am to come and join the meeting. Um, really, the best part of my job is being able to get out, um, get around uh, Minnesota and, and uh, nearby places and, you know, have conversations with people about what's important to them in our outdoor spaces and about our natural resources. So I am looking forward to that. Um, and I, I don't want to give it all away because we do want people to come and, and join uh, that meeting and, and join the conversation. Really, uh, you won't get the full effect just from this little bit. But one of the things um, I really want to talk about is I, I want to talk about some of the success stories uh, with our fisheries, some of the things that are happening uh, with Minnesota DNR and, and across Minnesota, like, for example, um, and this is relevant to that uh, part of the state we'll be in, the, the return of sturgeon spawning in the Red River watershed, right? And so just to remind ourselves that there are a lot of good things happening. Um, and then I want to talk about some of the opportunities that we have in Minnesota, some of the things that are under consideration by our uh, state legislature to make fishing even better in Minnesota, investments in our fish hatcheries, investment in the places we fish, and uh, investments in our fisheries expertise to manage those resources. And that is just an opportunity I am incredibly excited for, and I, I hope others will be too. Yes, we are as well. You know, we've been in the loop a little bit on some of the stuff that might be forthcoming with with all of that. Um, and w both Kyle and I are huge supporters of the Minnesota DNR, of everything that you guys do. And you being in charge of, was it 5,000, 6,000 employees, which is a amazing task. You know, I, I think it's it's just a great, great program that you guys have, you know, and it spreads throughout all of Minnesota. There isn't an area of Minnesota that you guys don't touch. And I think our guys will be really interested to hear about what what all you're, you're doing for them. Um, and some of this bonding bill or the legislature stuff you're talking about, it's going to be it's going to help even more hopefully it passes hopefully it all goes through actually the following month we're going to have ron shara up here for our march meeting to talk about more of that kind of stuff but one of the biggest issues you got to have is dealing with budgets dealing with you got so many employees so so many facilities how did you're going to pay for all of that so one question i have for you right now is where does the dnr get much of their money that they need to do all of the work that they do? That's a great question. And um, I, I wish it was a simple answer. It would be a lot easier to manage um, a budget uh, the size, and a department the size if, if we had a single source. But the reality is it, it's a number of sources. And so some of it are state dollars and a big source, particularly for our capital infrastructure, our buildings and our, you know, our fish hatcheries and um, things like piers that have a, a durable life to them, those come out of bonding dollars. So it's money the state borrows for long-term capital projects and that gets appropriated to us. We haven't had a bonding bill in Minnesota for a couple of years. So um, we're behind in those uh, capital investments. So we have a very robust proposal this year and um, I'm sure you'll hear from uh, Ron Shera more specifically when he's there at the meeting uh, about fish hatcheries and, and boat ramps in particular. So I won't steal all of his thunder on that. He and, and the Minfish Group have been incredible advocates on that. Um, so that's a source. Um, 
very little. It's interesting that um, across the department, we get about 25% of our budget comes from state general fund, which are tax dollars um, that get generated. None of those currently go into fishing, actually. They, they do help in other areas of the department, but we're, we're looking at investing some of those dollars uh, across the department, in, including um, fisheries this year. And then license fees do pay uh, an important part as well. So it's sort of the user's contribution to, to match those state dollars. And then, of course, there are um, the dedicated funds, the, the lottery proceeds um, that we can apply for, and then the, the legacy dollars uh, that come from the sales tax for outdoor heritage, clean water, and, and parks. So it's, it's a complex um, mix that comes from a variety of sources, and each one of those sources is really important in playing its part because it, they can each be used only for part of the budget and together <laughs> they allow us to do everything that we do. And you do an awful lot and we're going to have the opportunity to visit and listen to hear you talk about those successes, to talk about those uh, funding of some future projects and infrastructure. And Knowing you, Commissioner Stroman, as we do, I know you're going to be gracious and and answer questions and and interact with all the folks that come to that meeting, which is what is so exciting about uh, that type of a setting. And then there's a bonus, too, because this is the FM Walleye's members meeting or members appreciation. We're going to have chili. We're going to have food. We're going to have dinner there available. Hopefully, you'll be able to join for that as well. And it's open to the public, and it's free. And we want to get folks to come on out. Thursday, February 16th. That's this week, 7 p.m. Doors open. Uh, Scott, doors open at 6, right, for the chili feed? Yes, sir. And uh, come on in. You can join the club if you wish. Otherwise, just come on out for the the great conversation, the great presentation. And uh, we will, again, we're, as we're visiting here with uh, Minnesota DNR Commissioner Stroman, who will be the featured speaker there at that event, we want to encourage any and all of you to come on out and, uh, and take that in and really just be involved in, and be a part of it. We so appreciate you coming in here or, or visiting with us today and uh, coming on in later this week. We, uh, we wish you safe travels. We are looking forward to that conversation and the information you have to share. Thank you. Which, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to visit, and uh, it's going to be extremely exciting to have you here in, in town. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I hope people um, come with their questions. I hope they come with their photos uh, of fish that they want to share. That's always a, a good part of these conversations. And, and I hope they come with suggestions and ideas, too. Um, I think that's always the, the give and take and exchange is about, you know, what we can do in our natural resources, again, is, is a thrilling part of, of my job. I think it's part of what we do at the, the department. We, we stay right in our mission statement. We work with Minnesotans. So having those opportunities to, to work with Minnesotans, have conversations with Minnesotans about our resources uh, is just an incredible opportunity for, for us and for me. And so I hope, yeah, I hope people join and, and bring, their, bring their questions, ideas, and photos. And I guess uh, come hungry. Come hungry. It's going to be a great night. The Ramada Inn in Fargo. And uh, we just can't, can't look forward to it enough. Thank you for joining us this morning. And we look forward to seeing you Thursday night. All right. I'll be there. Thank you so much. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. 
And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.